Welcome to Teach Languages Online, the podcast dedicated to bringing you the best advice about your online teaching business. I'm Lindsay Williams from Lindsay Does Languages, an online language teacher from the UK, and I'm your host. This episode, it's the hidden stuff. But first, my recommendation this episode is for you to work with me one-on-one on a teacher coaching package. We can work together to focus on improving the areas that you need so that you can get back on track with your online teaching. I help you see clarity in your teaching business so that you can stop wasting your time and start making serious waves as you grow your teaching independently online. I help you to create a sustainable independent online teaching business so you still have time for the things you love, yoga sesh anyone, and the people you love, or animals. Hey Gonzo mi tortuga. We can work together on or offline and whichever package you choose, you'll be making a smart investment in your online teaching business. Take a look and find the best option for you at lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash teacher coaching. Now, on with today's show. So then, the hidden stuff this week, and we're talking about what to do when you have no internet nightmare. It's lesson time, but uh, 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 the internet's down. There's no internet. What do you do? I can relate to this. When I moved in, builders were around a couple of times, and I even had to move my computer and my desk into the other room. And there was one time in particular when they just shut off the power without telling me. I was on a call at the time with a new student, not just with a student, with a new student. Needless to say, that student did not come back. I didn't get to work with them again. And that's probably why, because I just disappeared on them in a session halfway through. And so, yeah, I can relate to this. (laughs) So the first thing you need to think about is that if you have a contract or an agreement in place with students, what is the limit for cancellation of lessons? Because if there's really, really, really no other option, can you cancel this lesson? It's not the preferred option, you know, because we do want to be there for our students, but it is something that you want to consider and something that you want to consider having in place as well, just so that you both know where you stand and what that time limit is for cancellation before, you know, the student would need to pay you if they cancelled or you would need to give a student um, a free lesson or money off the next lesson if you had to cancel that kind of thing. So it's worth having this in place with a student to begin with. And then if you really need to cancel, you can. But it's best also to have a backup plan. That's what you want to be thinking of first of all. So a few suggestions for you. The first thing and the easiest one is if you have a phone contract where you have a good data plan. So if you're in the UK, three is the best network for this. I'm on three and I have like the highest amount of um, tethering data, hotspot data that I can get. And this means that basically I can use the 4G on my phone to power the internet on my computer. So if the internet ever goes down, I can just hook up my phone to the computer and still be working on the computer via the internet from my phone. It's pretty clever. It's very kind of like 20th 
first century, I guess. <laughs> um, but of course, this is going to depend on where you live and how much money you want to spend on a phone contract, etc. Another option might be a 4G data box. So you can also buy these individual boxes that are kind of, they're quite small nowadays. Um, and they just have a small SIM in that is a data only SIM. So that means that much like the same way that you can connect your phone and hotspot your phone and your computer together, you can do this with a data box as well. So that is another option. And of course, the great thing about both of these is that you can stay at home. So, you know, if it is quite literally the internet connection that's gone and there's still signal in the area, then you're fine. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to panic. You've got that backup data on your phone or on your data box. But of course, that's not always going to be an option. So you want to also have a backup plan in mind for the nearest coffee shop slash Wi-Fi place with a quiet spot to sit for lessons. And I don't just say coffee shop there because some coffee shops, there is that constant coffee machine noise. They're really, really loud. It's not ideal. For example, there's a coffee shop just across um, the lake from me in front of my house. I can walk there. It's perfect, but it's noisy. So I know that if I have the car one day and I need to go out for the internet, there's better options a little bit further afield where it's going to be quieter than the one right near me. But of course, that one right near me is my backup of the backup, if you like, because it's close and I can get there very, very quickly. And your final option here might be a friend, a family or a neighbor's house. So if you have someone that lives close to you that, you know, you can rely on, especially if it's family, you can basically just walk in the door without even knocking sometimes, right? Then, you know, just have something in place so that you know, oh, by the way, if my internet's ever down, can I come around and, and use yours for an hour if I have a session ready? Um, you know, and just just have that sort of spoken agreement in place with any people that you know and that you trust, friends, family, neighbors, all of that kind of stuff. And the thing about this is, maybe this is something that you've never really thought about because it's never happened to you. But once it happens, once, you will be on it and you'll never want it to happen again because it is the most frustrating thing when it happens either just before or during a lesson. So a few things that you might want to consider doing when it has happened and, and even before perhaps, contact your internet provider. So give them a call, ask them, you know, what are my expected speeds and check that as well. So also monitor your speeds. You want to start by monitoring your speeds. Now, Google has this as a built-in feature. If you just search internet speed check on Google, then it will do it without even having to take you to another website. And that's going to tell you what speed you're actually getting on your internet, your upload and download speeds. Now, when you sign up to an internet contract, you're often, well, at least in the UK, you'll be sold something that is up to, in very small letters, 17 meg or up to 35 meg, that kind of thing, right? And that up to means that they don't have to give you 17 or 35 meg. That is the maximum, okay? So I would say that, you know, nine days out of 10, you are not, in fact, more than that, you know, kind of, let's say 49 days out of 50, you are not going to be getting speeds of 17 or 35 right? So you want to go with the highest um, speed available for, you, for the internet provider that you can get depending on where you live, because 
that means that you're more likely to get the the higher one. Does that make sense? So it might be worth keeping an eye on your internet speeds, checking different times of day, different days of the week. Are there any that when it's like, you know, habitually stronger or weaker, any times of the day or any days of the week when it's stronger internet or slightly slower internet? Because that's something you can think about going forward, about booking in lessons or making yourself available. If there's a time that is consistently when your internet is coming up as being a lot slower, then maybe that is not a time that you want to be suggesting you have a lesson with a student. So it's just something to consider. And it also gives you, if you're monitoring this and just keeping a little a little record, when you then do the next step, you have something to back you back up your, your, your claims of what you're saying. So the next thing that you'll want to do is actually contact your internet provider. Give them a ring, speak to them and say, hey, look, you say I'm going to get speeds up to this and it will say up to, right? It's always quite sneaky, um, you know, and they don't legally have to provide you with that up to speed that they say they're going to give you. So chances are they're not going to. But when you ring them up and you basically nag them and say, hey, look, why am I only getting three when you say I should be getting 17? Help me out here. This isn't right. There's a big difference between three and 17. See what they have to say for themselves. If it is an option, consider switching providers for one thing. And even better, if it's an option, consider fiber broadband. Fiber broadband is going to be generally a lot faster than the regular regular broadband um, unless you're you know somewhere like Latvia or South Korea and you're really lucky and have super fast speeds anyway in which case I appreciate you listening to this episode thank you <laughs> you certainly don't need to um, but you know if fiber is available if it's an option definitely consider switching to that as well and even like I said the switching providers thing this can make a big difference too I know that when I switched from EE in the UK to BT huge changes when I was on EE my internet would go down at least multiple times a week and now with BT it rarely 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 happens very very rarely so it's definitely worth considering that and like I said consider going on a mobile plan with good data sort of hotspot amounts like I said three is the best in the UK so it's worth just considering that as a backup especially if you can't get fiber or you can't switch your regular internet provider because it can be really frustrating to for, for, for your students but mainly for you you know because you want to give a good service to your students and when it's the internet that feels so out of your control you know your internet speeds so Doing these things, following through with these steps should help you to have a backup plan in place so that you're ready should this ever happen to you. And that is really your action point for this episode to create your backup plan for when the internet goes haywire. And when you're done, share it in the Teach Languages Online Facebook group. You've been enjoying Teach Languages Online, the podcast for online language teachers and budding ones too. Brought to you by me, Lindsay Williams of Lindsay Does Languages. If you want more from me, this episode may I recommend working with me one-on-one. Take a look and find the best option for you at lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash teacher coaching. And remember, every fourth week, I'll be answering your questions right here on the show. So get in touch. Email me at lindsay, that's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y at doeslanguages.com. That's lindsay at doeslanguages.com. And you never know, it might just be your question I answer this month. 
You can find everything you need from this show over at lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash teach languages online. That's it from me this week. I'll leave you with a little nugget of inspiration for when the internet is slow and you're wondering why you don't just go out and get a quote unquote proper job. Just move to the internet. It's great here. We get to live inside where the weather is always awesome. That one's from John Green. Can't argue with that logic. Have a great week and share this episode with a friend you know will love it too. I'll be back next week, same time, same place. Bye.